This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. Joined by the intern, intern Nate. Hello. Hello. We're broadcasting out of the hero of the working class and best looking member of DSA, Brandon Hinky Studios. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. No real announcements uh, off the top other than we'd like to welcome uh, the new Sentinel residence doctor, Ronnie Jackson, ladies and gentlemen, the candy man. Uh, his, his nomination to, uh, lead the veteran affairs department has been withdrawn. So he's got an opening now. Uh, here he hands out drugs. So, uh, he's our kind of (laughs) guy. The good doctor, if you know what I mean, man. The good doctor. Shout out to all our new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Five bucks a month gets you access to bonus content like the once a week sentinel cast, which comes out tomorrow. You won't want to miss that. It also gets you your own haiku read on the air, which we're about to do right now. This one is for Joshua. New TV idea. Rapists interviewing rape. Wait, I'm fucking dumb. Thank you, Joshua. I see someone heard of the new pitch featuring Charlie Rose. This is for Elliot. Relax your mind's eye. Let go of anxiety. Empty the bowels. Thank you, Elliot. Finally, this is for Kyle. The Soviets won the space race. After all, it wasn't a moon race. Thank you, Kyle. And again, thanks to all our new subscribers on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash district sentinel. It's Thursday, April 26th, 2018. Here's the news. Former Kansas congressman turned CIA director Mike Pompeo is now secretary of state. The Senate confirmed Pompeo in a 57-42 vote on Thursday. Here is the list of Democrats who jumped aboard to support Trump's top diplomatic pick, an Islamophobe and bigot who reportedly badgered employees at CIA with talk about the rapture. They are Heidi Heitkamp of North Dakota, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Joe Donnelly of Indiana, Bill Nelson of Florida, Claire McCaskill of Missouri, and Doug Jones of Alabama. You know, there was a time when it looked like Pompeo might have trouble getting confirmed. Rand Paul had taken a stand against him, meaning he would need some support of Democrats. Well, in the end, Rand Paul flipped, and Pompeo got the support of six Democrats. Just a, another day in the hashtag resistance. I guess it looks like Gina Haspel uh, will fly through based on the fact that Pompeo got six Democrats. Probably. Lawmakers had their chance today to tee off on Scott Pruitt. The embattled EPA administrator appeared before a House Energy and Commerce subcommittee where his recent ethics improprieties came up over and over and over and over. And where Harry Truman said the buck stops here, Pruitt says the buck stops with unnamed bureaucrats. Here he is, the EPA head, pressed by California Democrat Tony Cardenas, about the $43,000 privacy booth 
that was built right in front of his face in his own office. Uh, I, I did have a phone call that came in uh, of a sensitive nature, and I did not have access to secure communications. I gave direction to my staff to address that, and, and, and out of that came a $43,000 uh, uh, expenditure so, that I did not approve. Uh, okay. That is something that should okay, so not Okay, so you're not, you're not taking future. responsibility for the $43,000 that, uh, that was spent in your office. You're saying that staff did it without your knowledge? Career individuals at the agency took that process through and signed off on it all the way through. Okay, so you were not involved in that. I was not involved saying. in the approval of the $43,000, and if I'd known about it, Congressman, I would have refused it. Okay, uh, that seems a bit odd. If something happens in my office, especially to the degree of $43,000, I know about it before, during, and after. Oh, uh, yes, the uh, the Joy Reid defense there. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. He didn't say, he didn't well, say he said, the budget was hacked. He, he didn't say that hackers went AKA, back in time. He did say career officials, which sounds like a deep state dog whistle. So, well, I, I, I think I think a more appropriate analogy here would be imagining you, internate, building a forty-three thousand dollars statue to Tom Brady right here in the Sentinel Fort, and then after it's completed, and news reports come out about it, mocking us and owning us on Twitter for this, the two Sams claim they knew nothing about it and actually would have rejected the $43,000 Tom Brady statue had they known about it. And that's basically what Pruitt's doing here. The soundproof... Yeah. I would have rejected it. <laughs> now, the soundproof booth matters not just because it's wasteful spending, but because it seems a whole lot like this whole thing was built just so Pruitt could hide who it is he's speaking to. And that appears to be fueling a reckless deregulatory agenda, like in January when he issued a guidance relaxing rules on air pollution. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell pressed Pruitt today about that decision, and uh, here's how that Q&A went. Yes or no, did EPA conduct an analysis of the health effects, including the potential increased risk of cancer, of this decision before releasing the January 25th guidance memo? That's something we'll have to provide and, and verify. Yes or no, did EPA conduct an analysis of the potential health effects of this policy on children, babies, or pregnant women before releasing the January 25th? That's something we'll have to, to assess and provide. Yes or no, did EPA conduct an analysis of the potential health effects of this policy on older Americans or those with chronic health problems before releasing the January 25th guidance? And I hate to be redundant, but that's something we'll have to assess and provide. Yes or no, did EPA conduct an analysis of the potential health effects of this policy on minority and low-income communities before releasing the January 25th? I would answer the same way. So people will probably die because of this decision Pruitt can't even answer basic questions about basic analyses done before these kinds of decisions are usually made. It's pretty fucking disgusting. The administration's deportation regime continued apace today as Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen announced the end of temporary protected status for Nepalese citizens. Temporary protected status, or TPS, is a procedure where the government gives certain groups of immigrants the right to remain in the U.S. in the event of a conflict or disaster in their home country. TPS for Nepalese citizens was issued in 2015 after, the massive, after a massive earthquake that rocked the country's capital of Kathmandu. After today's announcement, the 9,000 Nepalese citizens still living in the U.S., thanks to TPS, will have 12 months to leave the country. This comes shortly after the administration moved to end TPS status for Salvadoran, Nicaraguan, and Haitian immigrants, 
and as it reviews the status of almost 60,000 Honduran immigrants who've been in the U.S. for around two decades. They did it for uh, Liberians, too, as well. Yes. It's pretty clear that the administration is just trying to kick a bunch of people out. But the premise is that the recovery effort is going swell in Nepal. But prominent Nepalese immigrant advocacy groups say that, you know, only like 13 percent of destroyed homes have been rebuilt. And most of the recovery effort effort is funded by remittances from TPS recipients. Mm. Damn. Today, The Intercept shed light on how the Democrats just show utter fucking contempt for voters. The publication obtained the recording of a conversation between Steny Hoyer and Levi Tilleman. Tilleman is a progressive candidate for Congress in Colorado, and Hoyer, of course, is the number two House Democrat. In their conversation, Hoyer tells Tilleman that he, support, that he supports another Democrat, a more moderate candidate, lawyer Jason Crow, because of a decision made before by the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, or DCCC. Yes, I'm for Crow, Hoyer said, as the recording shows. I'm for Crow because a judgment was made very early on. I didn't know Crow. I didn't participate in the decision. But a decision was made early on by the Colorado delegation. You'd think that maybe voters should make these choices. And, well, that's the whole point of having primary elections. Hoyer, well, he seems to think they're just an inconvenience. It won't surprise you to learn that Hoyer's outreach to Tilleman was defended by Nancy Pelosi. The minority leader said, quote, I don't see anything inappropriate in what Mr. Hoyer was engaged in, a conversation about the realities of life in a race as to who can win in the general election. Funny she'd mentioned general strategy because Democrat Connor Lamb just won a special election in Trump country in part by saying he wouldn't support Pelosi as leader anymore, basically calling on her to resign. Pelosi doesn't seem to give a shit about a winning general strategy right there. Comes up defending Steny Hoyer for some anti-democratic backroom shit, though. Democrats, like Republicans, don't like democracy that much. You see it over and over again, whether it was Hoyer trying to force out this primary candidate, leftist primary candidate, or uh, what you saw that columnist Jonathan Alter say a few days ago about... uh, money being wasted in the New York primary with Cynthia Nixon running, or even when Hillary Clinton was running uh, for president back in 2016 or in the later days of 2015, as the campaign was just getting underway, when you had people like Harry Reid say there's no need even for a primary because there are no rock star candidates like Hillary Clinton. That all worked out really well. Yeah, I really don't think it's a stretch to say that uh, establishment Democrats want managed democracy. Not to get too philosophical here, but I remember the one political science course I took, an intro to poli-sci course I took, where they said the defining feature of, of an authoritarian state is it has one party. We have two. <laughs> and they're, they're in a lot of ways, they're very similar. Finally today, pro-Trump online personalities Diamond and Silk were actually testifying in front of Congress on Thursday. They appeared before the House Judiciary Committee for a hearing on alleged anti-conservative bias on social media. Who do you think came up with this hearing? I'm guessing it's the majority. The pair, Diamond and Silk, claim they've been censored by Facebook, affecting their ability to make money off the platform. The hearing went about as well as you'd expect. Here's Diamond and Silk, whose real names are Lynette Hardaway and Rochelle Richardson, making their case to Congressman Hank Johnson. The clip is uh, a bit long, but we're just going to let it play here. 
Facebook censored our free speech. And shame on the ones that don't even see that we have been censored. Yet, when the Black Lives Matter people complain about it, oh, everybody is up in arms. Let me just say this here. If the shoe was on the other foot and Mark Zuckerberg was a conservative and we were liberals, oh, all fences and all chains would have broke loose. You know it and I know it. Democrats. But what I find appalling is that these Democrats, they don't want to take up for yeah. our voice. Democrats would be in the street. Democrats would be in the street right I'd now like marching to, and I'd calling like to him all a, type of racist. I'd like to That's give you, you a little bit more right time. Now. I'd like yeah. to give you a little bit more time, but I've got to move on. only got a minute left. Okay. But I appreciate you all for your entrepreneurial uh, spirit. That's and we're, and we're giving dream. you a tremendous... And we want to attain it, too. And we're giving you a tremendous platform with this hearing to make a ton of money when it's over. That's right. And I hope everybody on Facebook can follow us. And like, right. yes, that's right. That's, that's right. right. Because that's what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed, it's supposed to be about the obtaining the American dream. We are African-American women. That's if right. illegal aliens can come over here and build businesses, why can't we? Why can't and we were born on this soil. Yeah. So that's pretty much uh, the gist of the hearing. Uh, there were also accusations that Diamond and Silk lied under oath during the hearing, claiming they were never paid by the Trump campaign when an FEC filing shows they got paid more than 1200 bucks by the Trump campaign. Diamond and Silk clarified or claimed that it was for a travel reimbursement and that they weren't actually paid by the Trump campaign. I uh, got to say, though, I did enjoy the lack of any fucks given by the two when addressing elected members of Congress today. Here's a good example when the two were under questioning from Rep. Sheila Jackson Lee about contact with Facebook. Hold on for a moment, Miss uh, Jackson. Don't try to mince my words. Let me explain to you this here. April the uh, 5th, 2018, they took and they deemed us unsafe to the community and told us it wasn't appealable. Have you got that was April the, and April the 12th away, is when I they... I am the one asking questions. You're in a, a judicial committee hearing, and I respect you, and you're going to respect me. Now, my question is, have you gotten contact from Facebook? And Ms. Richardson may want to answer it. Have you? No. no. All right. And you're saying under oath that you did not. And so the Twitter is not communication? That the way you ask, the way you're asking that question is a little I, confusing. I no, you're asking that question, and you're missing question. words right here. <sighs> well, uh, yeah, Inter interesting day uh, in the House Judiciary hearing. I don't imagine there are any House Judiciary hearings on uh, the impending Sinclair Tribune merger. The proposed Sinclair Tribune merger, rather, are there? <laughs> Not on the schedule. We got to get Diamond and Silk in. That, that, first. that, yeah. I mean, it, it's very clearly a uh, pressing First Amendment issue before the House Judiciary Committee today. Folks, that is the newscast for today. Before we go, let's check out the old listener rant line. Hey, you guys mentioned they might need John McCain to approve House bill for CIA, uh, Wonder Woman, and, uh, I was thinking, like, I could totally see the Republicans having a bill that's like, uh, in case of a senior senator being ill, uh, fucking his wife or power of attorney can vote on his behalf. Um, and, of course, this has nothing to do with the current political situation. It's just for the better men of America and all the fucking Democrats. Are like, oh, what? That is a good idea. We should approve this. And then they'll vote for it. And then uh, next time the Republicans or the Democrats get in power and need to use it, then they'll repeal it, just like they did with the fucking Obamacare. They fucking required spending cuts in order to 
additional inquiry so that they could prevent Obamacare, and then as soon as Trump got in the office, they that shit so they could pass their shitty tax bill. So, I don't know. I just think about it, and I just kind of went off on a neurotic tangent in my head about how cynical and horrible and strategic the uh, Republicans are and how weekend uh, feckless and ineffective the Democrats are. So, I don't know. That's my thought for the day. Bye. Yeah, I would say no less than five Democrats would vote for such a piece of legislation. It would be interesting uh, to see John McCain, like, or, or whomever the surrogate voting for McCain would probably give some speech um, paying lip service to concerns about Haspel and then coming up with some very tortured reason about why actually uh, she deserves the senator's support. In response to Mick Mulvaney basically admitting to being a bribed politician, sitting Senator Jared Brown responded, Oh, my. Is there gambling in this establishment? Oh, oh boy. This is horrible. Fuck out of here. <laughs> the meat is in the soup, guys. Seriously, the meat is in the soup. Come on, vegan. I'm offended by that figure speech. But you know, Sam Knight was right about Gillibrand. She is making the right moves for 2020. So I'll have to say, I'm going to ride with the female senator from New York. Hillary Clinton, though. That's right, Hillary Diane Clinton. The Redux, Hillary 2020. The Redux, whatever. Material. Did he say Hillary Diane Clinton? Yes. <laughs> Her middle name. I think that uh, I think that's the point. I think it's the the more improved corporate Democrat version of Hillary Clinton. Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we're gonna leave it there. That is the show for today. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Sponsors include the Congressional Dish podcast hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Another sponsor, Level News. Org. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in by searching for District Sentinel Radio. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell your friends to listen. The newscast is back next week. Patreon subscribers, you'll hear from us on Friday for the Sentinel cast. We're in D.C., so you don't have to be. 